Shalom to all! Today's off is Kalim Daf Yud, and we are starring Tesamud Bays at the beginning of the brand new Perek and the villain Sursa Daf. It's on Hayamud Bays, and today's Daf is sponsored Lila Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarabas, Yaakov Maisha, her Nishama should have an Aliyah. And the Mishnah says, Kol Sa'a, Sheyejba Roiva Zeram Imin Acher, Yemait. Any saw that has a quarter, a roiva, of a different seed, it has to be minimized. So first of all, saw refers to a certain measurement. Over here, we're referring to grain. And we're also referring to the term of a base saw, which is a size of land that a saw of grain is planted in. So what the Tanakam just taught us that we have a saw of grain that has a roiva of a different min growing in it, that different min has to be minimized. Now, what's a roiva? So a roiva means a roiva hakav, a quarter of a kav, which is one twenty-fourth of a saw. And when we say might, that means either that roiva has to be minimized or we just have to add to the saw. And that way there's going to be bittal. The hainu, every single seed of the foreign seed doesn't need to be removed. As long as the proportion is more than a saw to a roiva or a saw to less than a roiva, we apply bittal and there's no issue of kalayim. However, Rabbi Yaisi says it has to be totally removed. And that's because since there's already kalayim growing here and he started minimizing it, if he leaves some, it looks like he wants the kalayim here. Therefore, all of it has to be removed. Now, Rabbi Yaisi does agree that if when it was planted originally, there was less than a roiva to a saw, then he's allowed to keep it there. Now the Mishnah tells us, this roiva has to be minimized whether we're talking about one min or two minin. As long as we have a total of a roiva from a different min, even if it's two different minim, then it has to be minimized. Now Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon argues, this was only said by one min. However, if there's multiple minim over here mixed into the grain, even though combined they equal more than a roiva, they don't have to be minimized because each one individually has less than a roiva. Now, Chacham argue and they say, Any foreign min that we're talking about, which will be considered kalayim in this saw of grain that was planted, is going to combine to that sheer isra of a roiva. So, for example, let's say he has a saw of barley and a total of a roiva of spelt and rye were mixed in, so then it has to be minimized because both of these are kalayim with barley. However, if spelt and oats were mixed in, there's no issue because oats are not kalayim with barley. Now, the Tanakama argues that since there's a roiva of something foreign here and one of those minim is kalayim, even though there isn't a roiva of that min, the whole thing needs miyot. Continuing on Yoram and Alpha on the top, but Medvar Murim, when it was the said, Tavua betvua, if we're talking about grain and grain, vikitness bikitness, or legumes with legumes, tvua bikitness, vikitness betvua, or grains with legumes, or legumes with grains. Now moving on to other minim, the Amazamur in truth they said, Zeraini gina, Sha'ina nechalin, seeds that are planted in a garden that are not eaten, Mitstarfin echon me'asin varba, benaifal saw, they'll be Mitstarf with 124th in a base saw. Now what's this talking about? So as we said in the beginning of the Mishnah, a base saw is the size of a land in which a saw of grain is usually planted in. However, there's certain non-edible seeds, for example, like carrots. We don't eat the seeds of carrots that don't require as many to be planted in order to yield a large crop. And only a kav of seeds need to be planted in order to have a yield of a saw. Therefore, the sheer isra of kilayim is 124th of a kav. The hainu, a saw of grain that has 124th of a kav of seed mixed in, that's kilayim and it needs miyot, even though this is a very small amount. Now, Amr Shimon, Rav Shimon says on that, Kashem Sha'amr Lahachmir, the same way they said this halacha for a chumrah, as we just said, it's a chumrah, saying that 124th of a kav of foreign seed mixed in being kalayim is a chumrah, af lahakel, will say the same thing lahakel. For example, hapishtan bitfua, mitzaref as echerme asim varaba benaifal saw. The flax mixed into grain will be mitzaref only when there's 124th in a base saw. Flax is the opposite. It requires three saw of seed to be planted in an area of base saw in order to produce a proper yield. Therefore, if flax got mixed in with grain, the shear of Esser is much larger, and it would be 124th of three saw, because again, that's a 24th of the amount necessary to plant in a base saw. And the bottom line that we see in this Mishnah is that the proportion of 
of Isser is one twenty-fourth of what's necessary to plant in a base saw. Now the Gemara says, Anantaninin, we learned in our Mishnah, Sheyeshba, that this field has in it one twenty-fourth of a foreign seed growing, so we have to minimize it. However, Istanayitanu, that those taught in Nebrai saw, Shenofala Saicha, that fell inside of it. Now what's the difference? So Amr of Man, Man explains, Manda Amr Sheyeshba, according to Manda Amr our Mishnah, that uses the Lashon of Yeshba, so Echad Me'asim Barba, the Shir Isser is one twenty-fourth. Manda Amr Shenofala Saicha, according to the Manda Amr, that we're talking about something that fell into it, Echad Me'asim Vechamisha, so the Shir Isser is one twenty-fifth. In other words, Sheyeshba means one twenty-fourth of this saw here is a foreign min. That means that we have twenty-three twenty-fourths of one min and one twenty-fourth of the other min. However, if a full saw had an extra one twenty-fourth added to it, there would be no issue. Now, Shenofala Saicha means there was a full saw of one min and an additional twenty-fourth of a foreign min was added in, and that would be Kalayim. Now we have a different understanding. Am Rabbi Yisro Rabban Ben Kamando Amar Sheyeshba Ben Kamando Amar Shenofala Saicha. Whether we go like the Mando Amar Sheyesh. Which is our Mishnah, or we go like the Manda Amar of the Brisa that the Lashon is Shenafal Asaycha Echad Me'asim Barba. The Shir Isser is one twenty fourth. Now we ask Maikadain. So what's the difference between them? Manda Amar Sheyeshba Betalosh, the one that uses the Lashon of Sheyeshba, that's referring to seeds that are detached from the ground before they're being planted. Manda Amar Shenafal Asaycha B'Machaber, the one that uses the Lashon of Shenafal Asaycha, is referring to grain while it's still attached to the ground. Now that means that according to the Manda Amar Sheyeshba, if we have less than one twenty fourth of a foreign min mixed into this grain, then l'chatchila, it would be allowed to be planted. But now we have an issue with that. Manan Kaiman, how do we explain this? If he really intends to plant this mixture over here, well, even if there's one kernel of wheat mixed in its asr, as we've learned previously, simply planting one kernel of wheat and one kernel of barley together is an isra of kilayim. So how could we say that l'chatchila, planting this mixture that has less than one twenty-fourth of a foreign min inside is allowed to be planted? And imla arev, if it means that he just mixed it together because because he intends to sell it, even the tiniest bit is going to be usher to mix in. And where do we see that from? Yudam and on top, the proper girsa is to Amr of Yaakov bar Acha, Ve Rebbe Abba Bar Chia, B'Shem Rav, both of them say B'Shem Rav, Habayrat Tzrayrus Mutech Kereish Al Chaveroi, if a person takes out pebbles from his friend's pile of grain, Chayv Lahamed Lachit and Yafes he has to give him good wheat in their place. Now, what does that refer to? So it's understood that some dirt and pebbles are going to get mixed up with grain. Therefore, the Lakeach is willing to accept a Roiva worth of these pebbles. In other words, he pays the full price for the saw of grain he's buying, even though he's not getting a full saw of grain, he's getting some pebbles mixed inside. So we just learned that if a do-gooder removes the pebbles from his friend's grain, he has to replace that amount with good grain, because his friend could have sold those pebbles for the price of the grain. And what do we learn from here? Amr Abiyasi says, Zaysar Maris tells us, Shuhu Asr La'arev, the L'Chatchila, it's Asr to mix something foreign into grain. Because Im Aymer At Shemot arev if you want to say L'Chatchila, one's allowed to mix a foreign matter into grain, why does his friend that removed the pebbles have to pay with good wheat? He should just be able to take the pebbles and mix them back in Inside. And by the fact that we say he can't do that and he has to pay with good grain, that means l'chatchila one is not allowed to mix a foreign substance into the grain being sold. So what's Amish referring to that l'chatchila would be permitted to have this foreign matter mixed inside the grain. Now before we get to the answer, we just continue talking about this for a moment. Let's say, the seller will call him Ruvain, he's selling good wheat, 
Venim Tsuburu rice, and it turns out that they're completely clean and there's no pebbles inside. Maushe Nakolai Dme Isaiah Raiva. Is he allowed to subtract the value of that Raiva kav of pebbles, which is usually mixed inside? Because when the buyer is purchasing a saw of wheat, he knows that there's allowed to be a quarter of pebbles mixed inside, and he's willing to pay for that quarter of pebbles. So if Ruvain happens to see that his grain is pure with no pebbles mixed inside, is he allowed to just subtract a full Raiva, meaning take a Raiva out and sell less grain to his friend? So Gmar answers me, Amrin, this matter of the Rabbanon tells us that he's not allowed to subtract that Raiva. Why is that? Rav Yaakov Bar Acha, Rav Yaakov Bar Acha told us, and Rav Abba Bar Chia B'Shem Rav, they told us, if a person takes out the pebbles from his friend's wheat, he has to give him good wheat in their place. And if when Ruvain sells his wheat, and it turns out that there's no pebbles mixed inside, he'd be allowed to subtract a Raiva from that, so then why should this fellow who took out pebbles from his friend's grain have to pay for those pebbles? Even if his friend's grain didn't have pebbles in it, and no one took out the pebbles, it just happened to be pure grain, Ruvain would be allowed to subtract the price of those pebbles. And since we see that the friend does have to pay for removing those pebbles, it must be that Ruvain's not allowed to subtract that price. Now, one more question in the sugya before we get back to our original topic. Let's say, Bira Roiva Echaru Mechza, that when this fellow, this do-gooder, was removing pebbles from his friend's grain, he took out one and a half Roiva. The proper girsa is, Chetzia Roiva. Is he, this do-gooder, who now has to pay for what he did, allowed to subtract this half a Roiva extra that he took out? Because Mamanovshach, his friend, would only have been allowed to sell this grain with a roiva of pebbles in it, not a roiva and a half of pebbles. So this extra half of pebbles that this do-gooder removed shouldn't make an afkamina to the seller, and maybe he doesn't have to pay for them. So Rebchinna Rabmana, they both argue about this. Rabmana Amr Rabmana says Benakaloi, he could subtract that for him, meaning he only has to pay for removing a roiva of pebbles, not a roiva and a half. Whereas Rabmana Amr Rabmana says, Ain't a Benakaloi, he's not allowed to subtract for him to who Amr lay, because Ruvain, the seller, could tell him, Ilu Li, if you would have given them to me, meaning if you would have left them in here, I would have tied them up in a bundle, and whatever was being sold, he would have seen what he's buying, meaning I would have just bundled them all up together, even though there's a riva and a half of pebbles in here, and I would have told whoever's coming to buy this grain from me, look my friend, there's more than a riva of pebbles mixed in here. If you want to buy it for the price I'm selling it for, great. If not, not. And there are people that are not makbid, and even though there's more than a riva of pebbles mixed in, they'll still pay full price for it. So that's what Ruvain could have told this friend of his who took out his pebbles, and that's where if Mana says he would have to pay for everything that he took out, even though he took out an extra half roiva of pebbles. But now going back to our original question, what is our Mishnah referring to? The L'Chathchila were allowed to have a mixture of grain and something else, Sai when it comes to planting it, or Sai when it comes to selling it, L'Chathchila we had learned that it's us to do so. The Gemara answer is El B'Shenes Arvu Derech Mechanes. Must be we're talking about where they got mixed in when he was being machnes them, when he was bringing them into his storage house. He does doesn't have intent to plant them, he doesn't have intent to sell them, he just wants to store them, and that's how this less than a roiva of foreign seed got mixed into his grain, and in that manner it would be okay. But now the Gemara continues asking, based off of our Mishnah, we had just said that the key number is 1 24th of a saw. As long as there's less than 1 24th of a saw, so there's no issue of kilayim. But Yudah Alpha on the top, the Gemara adds, V'hataninon, we had learned in our Mishnah, B'emes Amrun Truth, they said, Zer'ani gina she'inin nechalin, that when we're dealing with seeds that are not eaten, like our example is carrots, Mitztarif an echad be'esim barba b'noifel abeisah, that their Mitztarif, if 1 24th of a kav falls into a beisah, which is a much smaller amount. V'tani Allah, and Abraisa was taught on that, 
כגון קו, חצי קו, for example, a קו or a half of a קו. Now here's the question, ואיכן מעשן וארבל, חצי קו, תבו כלום, 124th of half of a קו of these are any גינו is not good for anything. That's not something that's very חשוב, it's 124th of a קו, it's not 124th of a saw, it's a tiny amount. So why would that amount answer an entire saw of grain? So the Gemara answers, עד כאן חשוב למהר סעין, מכאן ואילך לא חשוב למהר סעין. Up until this number of 124th of a saw, the Chamum answered it because of Maris Ayin, if he has that amount growing, so it looks bad, it looks like he's trying to grow Kalayim. But less than that, that's what it means Mikan Ve'elach, so they weren't Chayshish for Maris Ayin. Now when we're dealing with Zareni Gina, as we had explained in the Mishnah, we don't require as many to be planted in order to yield a normal-sized crop. And therefore, even less than 124th is considered Chashuv and will still bring about this issue of Maris Ayin. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continue to explain the Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.